Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. 603-283-6160. That's the call in line. You can call in and talk about anything that's on your mind. 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And apparently, millennials moved back to their teenage bedrooms during the pandemic. I don't know if that's true. I thought millennials were moving back way before this pandemic hit us. I think it's just been, it's been the norm for the past decade or so. And now when we say millennials, we mean 30-year-olds. We clearly don't mean me. I'm a millennial, but I haven't moved back home. In fact, I would would rather be homeless than move back home. But according to foxnews.com, for millions of young Americans, the pandemic has been a time machine Back to the early aughts. By July 2020, 52% of 18 to 29-year-olds were residing with a parent. That sounds about right. That sounds horrifying, dude. It it is. Well, I mean, consider the price of rent, the price of homes, especially right now. I mean, you can't can't buy anything. You can't even build these days. Have you seen the price of lumber? You were were just joking about the – not joking, but supposedly uh, today a, a Floridian, Florida man. Yeah. Found some cocaine. How yeah. much worth? Uh, one and a half million dollars. I, I saw a silly meme today, and it was uh, 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 Mexican cartels are smuggling in lumber, hiding it in cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> because because it's so valuable. But yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, there's a lot of work being done at my house. So the lumber shortage and the increase in lumber, the decrease in the lumber supply has definitely affected me. Mm-hmm. But 52% of... People who are adults living with their parents, and it's just it's and it's the way they were raised. So not only is it more difficult to survive out there on your own, but uh, they're basically you know you got it. You had these helicopter parents who have yep. basically made life so easy on them. You know, uh, watching over them, uh, making sure everyone gets a trophy. This only makes sense to me. I am not surprised by this at all. Um, I would be. Uh, I, I think that that's only going to go up. Um, the the next generation, the Zoomers, the uh, the iGen or whatever they're called, the Alphas, because I guess it's going to start over, right? They, I, I, I have little, uh, I have little doubt that uh, this is going to change, and they're going to somehow uh, rescue themselves. This is going to be we're we're going we're we are uh, in for some rough times. <laughs> for anyone curious, I, I don't, we have not been broadcasting out on national radio for the last few minutes. I assume that was um, TMN attempting to contact me. Mm-hmm. The, the Comrex here has been left connected for like the last two weeks because it really doesn't affect anything. But apparently someone disconnected it. So I just reconnected it. And um, I mean, normally we, we call them before the show to make sure all the tech issues are worked out. But I right. was tied up but working now, but, out other tech issues prior to the show. now we're up and running? Yeah, I'm going to have to call them during the break, though. They may have already switched over to a refeed or something like that. So gotcha. there may not be any point in us staying. But anyway, so 52% of millennials moving back home with their parents. 300,000 millennials left New York City. Well, good for them. Many of those people found themselves living in time capsules. I love how Fox News paints this article about adults moving back in with their parents 
as a positive thing. Lovingly preserved childhood bedrooms, plastered in posters and magazine cutouts of boy bands and James Cameron blockbusters, and tricked with decor from the MySpace era. Well, now, yeah, that's a good, that's a, you, this coming from a conservative outlet. Yes. You are all about family, you know, being close-knit, closely bonded together and whatnot. The, this uh, going off, leaving, throwing yourself out of the nest as it is and, and going off and living on your own is really an American thing. Because uh, in other countries, they got they got whole generations uh, all stacked together like wood in their uh, uh, in these little homes. You know, grandparents, so, uh, sons and daughters, their kids all living together, and it's this is really an American thing. So I mean, you know, when it comes to the globalists, the Build Back Better types, uh, this is probably what they want. They want you not owning anything. They want everyone. Together in their own little, and they're uh, st- stacked like cordwood in their homes, easily managed. This is uh, like they do in other countries, like China, because we need to be like China. So Jess Cohen, 39, was one of them, 39-year-old woman living with her parents. Although That's I've heard sad. worse. I mean, my father is like 56, 57 years old, and he lives with his mom. She, This woman, Jess Cohen, left her Manhattan apartment during the pandemic to move back in with her family in Fresh Meadows, Queens. Her modest bedroom hadn't changed since high school two decades ago. And that also is weird to me. The the parents leaving these bedrooms like just untouched, like permanent time capsules. The, the fact that they just have a room that just is not needed, just be, yeah. just collecting dust for two decades. That's kind of sad as well. Yeah, I would find something with which to do with that room. A Titanic yeah, it, poster. At least Jesus. put an exercise bike. That, that's where you hide the exercise bike. Yeah. Or, or your or your music studio, Dad. Sure. A Titanic poster, a Barbie-sized Kate Winslet doll, the sign sign-in board from her Sweet Sixteen, stuffed animals, and glass knickknacks from a school formal knickknacks. Excuse me, were just as she had left them for twenty years. <laughs> yes. The girlish pink walls were the cherry on top of what feels like a quote blossom meets Clarissa explains it all retrospective. I I can't imagine any of this, man. Uh, I did. I have seen the bedroom that I grew up in in my grandmother's house, and it, it, it's nothing like this. It's not perfectly preserved. She took it and she turned it into a space that would mm-hmm. be what she wanted it to be. Right. This idea of leaving a room just untouched I mean, for Duke Casey, not at even least, taking down the posters. At least rent it out or you know use it for storage. Do, do something with it. But yeah, the fact that it's just sitting there, not being used, and it's untouched. It sounds to me that the well. You know, these are the boomers. The boomers, they, they bought houses when they were cheap. They've already retired on their, their Social Security that they're actually going to, that they're actually able to collect. Don't, yeah. don't, we, I know we're not getting any of that. <laughs> no, we way, are the certainly way, not. The way that it's going. Um, yeah, what a spoiled generation. I mean, if they, you, they really are, man. I mean, and they, and they and we're always complaining about the iGen, the Zoomers and how weak and, and uh, troubled they are and how many uh, with the mental disorders. I have an article uh, covering that, uh, you know, 50 percent of liberal white girls are have a mental disorder, 50 percent. But I mean, they, they think but, they have a mental disorder. Right. But a lot of these are self-diagnosed. They a have, lot of them. Correct. Do, they have reported that they. They think they have an, a, a mental disorder or that a doctor told them that they did. I mean, a lot of people just want to feel special and they feel like having Exa- some. Absolutely. They feel like declaring themselves to be on the spectrum or having an anxiety disorder or PTSD because their parents had an argument one day at the dinner table somehow makes them special. 
Yeah. I mean, I've seen people make these arguments. But if you go to someone's Twitter profile and they happen to be LGBTQ, it's alarming how their bio, it's, it sounds like it, it's just filled with mental health diagnostics. It's like you're not doing the LGBT community any favors, whether you're diagnosed or not, by broadcasting your mental illnesses for all the world to see right beside where it says you're LGBT. We've talked about this. It's victims, victim society, victim men- men- mentality where uh, no one wants to be the oppressor. No one wants to be the top alpha. Everyone's got to be because because they, they, they have been perceived as the bad guy. If you no one wants to no one wants to be the oppressor. Everyone has to claim some kind of victimhood, some kind of mental disorder, or some kind of uh, are their parents were mean to them or or whatever, so that they could uh, be perceived as uh, not the oppressor. I guess that's you know that's what this is where I'm trying to take that. Um, it's very weird to me how they they seem to always want someone's pity, right? They don't want to earn anyone's respect. They want to demand their pity. And those two things are mutually exclusive. You can have someone's pity or you can have their respect. Someone who respects you can't really pity you. Mm -hmm. And someone who pities you can't really respect you. I would prefer to have people's respect. But all of these people that you're talking about, the 50% of leftist Zoomers who claim to have mental illnesses, they just want sympathy. They just want pity. And they want to use that pity or that sympathy as a justification for oppressing others. It's being bullies. Yes. That they complain about all the time. I'm being bullied on Facebook. Ah! And then what do they want? They turn right around and they create their own little cult where they pick on the people who they think are the, the, the Nazis, the fascists out there. What are your thoughts on all of this? 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about anything you want. 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight is Aria and Conan. And things are still a little bit shaky here at the Free Talk Live studio. And that's because Ian Freeman isn't here. And he normally manages the show and does all of the overhead and stuff like that. And I found myself having to do it in the last few weeks like... There's a weird little issue, a weird hissing, buzzing sound in the phone lines. Hmm. I thought I knew what was causing it. I evidently don't. Um, Ian's bail hearing, my attorney says, is going to be May the 3rd. We're hoping Good. he is successful and yes. will be released then. But all of this is happening because we were all raided. Uh, myself, Ian, nobody, Renee and Eddie Spinella, and the 60-year-old grandmother, Colleen Fordham. You can check out The Crypto 6 to find out more about it. There are multiple ways you can download to d- donate to the Legal Defense Fund because the charges aren't a joke, and it's going to take a serious legal team and many experts to protect us from further aggression from the state. TheCrypto6.com is where to go to learn more about what's happening and how to donate. TheCrypto6.com. Other weird things are going on here in the studio. Last week, we received a <laughs> webcam. No explanation. I, I just remarked about needing a webcam, and the captain goes, well, we got one of those just arrived, didn't it? And I turned around, and sure enough, Bonnie hands me a webcam that just arrived. And evidently, another one has arrived, as well as a webcam stand. And I, none of us know who is, who is buying these things. I wonder if it's one of our listeners. 
who is presenting us with webcams because they want to see us more we there are <laughs> like six webcams in the studio right now we have so many webcams that vmix can't run them all that's where we're at right now so i'm going to be in the process of the next few days retiring the 720p ones and replacing them with only the 1080p ones so that'd be nice yeah in the next few days slightly better quality but still still it's so confusing where the hell are these things coming from well i didn't order them but maybe someone We'll find out. I texted Bonnie the, to the ask. The FTL gnomes that uh, they've been they've been riled up. That the feds left us the gnomes, and here they are. Maybe well, who knows? I texted Bonnie to ask if she knew, and she said, "Well, it could be this or that." Wait, is there a second one? Um, yes, a second one seems to have arrived today, and it's sitting on the desk behind me, and no one knows how it got there, or who put it there. It's so bizarre, man. So I don't even know what to say about that. Trying to trace down who bought the studio an additional webcam is it's a low priority on the list of things that I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. But it's so bizarre to me that someone is ordering webcams and leaving them here without explanation that it's a higher priority than it should be. So we're talking about. The generational wars here, essentially, which I'm surprised that Fox News, a largely boomer website, is painting millennials moving back home as sort of this positive thing. To me, that's your failure as a parent if you're a 39-year-old who is a public school teacher, evidently, has to move back home. Like I said, uh, these are conservative values. They want the family all living on the same block or in the same house. Even at the age of 39? I, I, unless unless they're trying to push it. Maybe this is some crazy agenda. Maybe, you know, maybe, like I said, like I brought up the globalists. This is, they they want you all under, uh, you know, you know, in one location, one cell, the whole family, so you can be easily tracked, easily, you know, worked. It says, save for her... Excuse me, except for some nicer bamboo bedding that she brought with her, Cohen hasn't updated her childhood bedroom at all. So this is a 39-year-old school teacher. What is bamboo bedding? Is I don't like, know, but it, it sounds super uncomfortable, is that, doesn't is it? Is that like Japanese where they just unroll their their bamboo, the same thing they make their sushi with, and just roll it out on the floor? Do the Japanese? This is bedding, though. Huh. I don't know. She says, once I have to return to my job in person, I am definitely going back to my apartment. So updates didn't really seem worth the effort. Plus, the nostalgia is nice. Reminds me of a simpler time. Wow. But adulting in one's childhood bedroom is more of a mixed bag for most. And it's spurring creative renovations. It's bizarre to me to see Fox News describing being an adult as adulting. Adulting? Yeah. That's, the, that's, one, of, that's one of the newer memes. I know, but it's weird to come from Fox News, man. My parents begged us in a lighthearted but truly guilt trip parenting sort of way. The experience was nostalgic, chaotic, overwhelming, rewarding, and fun. This is because Deanna Kugler Gallucci, a PR pro, and her husband, a radio producer, gave birth to their pandemic baby last July, and her parents urged them to move back into her childhood bedroom. Hmm. A 31 year old and a 32 year old, both of whom seem to be successful radio producer pr pro living in her childhood bedroom 100 percent bamboo bedding it's it's made out of bamboo fiber or something the sheets okay that sounds unnecessary it sounds rough it, it does not sound very comfortable no I, i'll take my silk sheets thanks uh-huh. 
There were glow-in-the-dark glow stars on the ceiling, a poster from Rome, precious moments, statues, I have no idea what those are, including one which holds... Why are they spending so much time describing this? It's all about the nostalgia. It's all, it's all taking you back to that place 20 years ago when you were snug and snug as a bug in your, in your parents' home. And incapable of paying one's own way in the world. Looking up right? at the stars on the ceiling. Which are in your bamboo sheets. <laughs> it's strange to me as well to think about someone who was 18 or 19 moving out of their parents' bedroom, but still having glow-in-the-dark stars on the ceiling. I had those as well when I was in like the third grade. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to the seventh grade, I took those things down. I would have had a Titanic poster when I was in the third or fourth grade, but by the time I was in the seventh or eighth grade, I would have taken it down and replaced it with something else. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not like most people. To me, the idea of moving back home would be just horrifically terrible. Uh, That's one thing that I uh, can't figure out about people, especially moving here to New New Hampshire. There are a lot of, uh, first of all, half of the the homes in Keene are being rented out. There's like 800 homes and and at least 400 of them are being rented. So, that's kind of sad. But you have these arrangements where... You have three or four, sometimes even five people all living in a single single family home. Sure, like and, like renting bedrooms, and, renting bedrooms, okay. un- unrelated people. Yeah, not they're not da- well. They you know like my neighbor across the street. I mean, there's got to be four four people that living there. Um, and he's done a real good job renovating the house to turn it basically into uh, a multi uh, a multi multi uh, roommate kind of a situation. Um, and I don't and I you know. I don't well, know. I, I don't know that rent is very expensive. Well, the property taxes are are are, are insane. Um, but uh, I don't remember this in the South. I don't remember whole groups of unrelated people all living in the same home. And maybe, or maybe I was just too young and I didn't realize that it was you know was going on. It seems like it's a lot more here in New England, not just New Hampshire, but it's a New England thing. I saw it occasionally in the South, mostly among. Older guys, or not younger guys, well, they were older than me, but guys mm-hmm. who were like 19 through 22, 23. Yeah, well, they're still just figuring it out. Yeah, but once they, you know, hit 24, 25, 26. They're getting they, married, they're having kids, and they had, it was no way you're living with your with your buddy, your, your, no. who's in the band with you. It doesn't work. 603-283-6160. That's the call in line. You can take control of the airwaves and talk about anything you want. 603-283-6160. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call in line, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And we've been talking about different generational conflicts uh, that are happening throughout the United States. Uh, These have been going on for a long time. 
Uh, boomers have it out for millennials. Millennials have it out for boomers. Gen X and Gen X is just in the middle. Is there. We're, we're just <laughs> like sitting in the middle of the uh, tennis the tennis court right there at the net, and you got the boomers and the zoomers yelling at each other, and we're just like, "Shut up! I hate both of you." Yeah, but sounds I mean, about but, right. But this is this is just how it works. I mean, every generation, basically, the way I see it. The uh, the Xers and the iGen, I think we have a little more in common than, say, the boomers and the millennials, which I think are basically the same people. Really? There, there might be a 20-year gap between them, but they're basically, because every generation rebels against the previous generation. So we're, you know, my generation. Actually, I'm kind of, I'm right on the cusp. I'm a I'm what they call a zenial, X-E-E-N. Okay. Um, so, I'm, so I'm right there at the millennial and the X dividing uh, line, and uh, I... I I basically I uh, um, I'm both. I feel like I'm you know I used to make mixtapes, sure, with, in a cassette player. You know I had a record player growing up, but I also had a MySpace page, and you know, um, so I mean it was basically the the way I see it. I was analog, and then I was you know I moved into the digital age, and I got to mm. see it all. And I think um, I think that. Uh, and, and Ian as well. Actually, a lot of actually a lot of the hosts on this program are right there on the dividing line. For whatever reason, we've all come together. You know, Johnson, uh, Ian, well, Johnny Johnson's Ray. Johnson's no longer on Free Talk Live. Yeah, yeah, he would have cried, baby. Yeah. Oh, we had no big loss. He he wasn't even on for a whole year, anyways. But isn't that crazy that he came back that one night and and some, gave everyone COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'm choosing to paint it because we don't really know yeah. who the source of this was. For all we know, you know, we invited him back for one day, and the first thing he did was get us all sick. I don't even know if he was sick. I, he might have. He might have just decided to because he's a hypochondriac. He might have decided. He might have had. A, he might have a test in the in the uh, the bathroom cabinet there, ready to go. <laughs> I mean, he's taken a couple, three or four of them a week. A lot. A lot. By the way, talking about COVID cases. You know, what they don't tell you is how many of these are repeats, people taking the test over and over, because there's some, there's, there's a lot of hypochondriacs out there. Sure. That, uh, you know, are, are death, definitely afraid of whatever, you know, wash it's, them hands, get some sanitizer on and six It's nuts feet. that people are so afraid, man. Speaking as someone who has almost certainly had COVID-19, mm-hmm. I, I was never tested, but I did lose my sense of taste or smell, and I did, you know, experience extreme physical exhaustion for about... One day. I still can't taste anything or smell anything. I got curry Indian, chicken tikka masala today. Brought it here. That's horrible. Started doing some work. That's Just horrible. Just can't taste any of it, man. I hope it's not permanent. <laughs> it, Wouldn't that be something? I, I'm told four to six, I'm told four weeks is, you know, about the baseline for people regaining their sense of smell and taste. But yeah, still, what are we, three weeks later? I tell you Almost what. four I put, weeks I, later? The diet companies, you know, selling that, that diet fad. This has got that's got to be a winner if you can remove a person's taste, so they just don't want to eat anymore. It's just like, all right. Well, I've just I've, there's no need. Yeah, I want to go to the Jamaican place and get you know the murder fish that I love getting, mm-hmm. but I would only feel the heat. I wouldn't taste any of the flavors, and it's very flavorful. It's so depressing, man. Can't taste this monster. Can't taste my cigarettes. It's, but I'm fine. Right. And by the way, for those wondering, Johnson, who made this big thing on Facebook about how, you know, we're horrible people or whatever, is also just fine. Yeah, we're super spreaders. Yeah. Everyone seems to be just fine who had COVID-19. Even the the 50-year-old cancer patient who tested walked positive. Yeah, walked it off. Just fine. Well, I didn't get anything. 
but you know. Evidence suggests that I did not transmit it to anyone, but that's, it would have been difficult for me too, to do so considering, you know, I was asymptomatic. Never, never had a call for sneezes or anything like that as a result of it. But anyway, so generations are fighting and Zoomers are, they're, they're a peculiar generation and they don't they don't like millennials any more than they like anyone else yeah we all hate each other it's, yeah this is this is true i work with a lot of zoomers and they just trash millennials all the time blaming us for global warming and stuff like that I'm like what are you doing <laughs> about global warming dude you with you there on your iphone yeah you're typing away living in your mom's basement i mean they, they want to blame millennials for a problem that millennials uh, purportedly became aware of and began trying to fix but i guess we just didn't do enough no but they're mentally ill so screw them right well um we're going to get into this because uh this is what a pew uh uh, research um center this pew research center survey from last year by the way found that uh there are an awful lot of young white girls who have claimed mental disorders White liberals are significantly more likely than other groups to have a mental health condition, according to a Pew Research Center survey. According to the people they polled. Correct. The uh, Pew study, which the Washington Free Beacon notes, was published last year but only gained attention in a recent article, showed that white liberals of all ages were more likely to be diagnosed with a mental health condition (laughs) than moderates or conservatives with a disparity particularly pronounced among those ages 18 through 29. So Now does it so millennials? Uh young, yeah, real young millennials. Uh correct. So the zoomers aren't even on this. So does it mean like actually diagnosed or are they counting self-diagnosis? Self-diagnosis and and or they were told by their health professional that uh, they had a they had a problem well it can't be hard to get a doctor to you know sign off on saying that you have ptsd right yeah that is the way it's right back to victimhood victimhood uh, mentality it's you know i i hope that my doctor tells me that i have a problem so i can get a pill you know adderall or whatever little pill that makes you numb and makes everything better exactly among uh, young um, among young white liberals 46 percent reported reported being diagnosed with a mental health condition a rate much higher than young white moderates, 26%, and young white conservatives, 21%. Broken down by ideological identification to an event to an even greater extent, young white people who identified as very liberal were almost one and a half times more likely to report mental health problems than those who identified more merely as liberal. The study. So, so it's suggesting that the more liberal people are, the more mental illnesses the more likely they are to have a mental illness. This is true. And the question and, is... And the data backs this up. But again, I'm I'm asserting that most of these people are not mentally ill. They just want to feel special. Correct. Uh, I, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, but when you look at the current landscape, uh, who who is doing the most clamoring about this COVID nonsense? The liberals, for sure. Because it's not conservative. So are they, (laughs) uh, so chicken or egg, you know, which came first? Did the mental disorders come first or have they basically uh, put themselves, have they, have they put themselves out of disorder? They they have. Constantly living in fear, waking up, thinking they're going to kill themselves or kill grandma at any second. Have they put themselves in this position 
I've got a related story that I want to talk about later about Fauci and what he's saying about masks because this is mentally ill. This is so stupid that you have to be insane in order to just to listen to the statement and go along with it. With a, Fauci says something to the effect of, well, if you're outside by yourself, there's probably no need to wear a mask. What do you mean? Probably. If you're outside by yourself, there's no one there for you to get sick. And there's no one there to get you sick. There's no probably to it. You are 100% safe not to wear a mask while sitting outside on your back porch by yourself. Yeah, a whole year of this guy. More than, I saw something in an article just recently, more than 300 TV appearances. And he's on all YouTube. He's on people's podcasts. He's all over the place. And he changes his statement like every single week to something new. Changes his story. How can anybody continue to listen to this guy? I don't know how anyone can hear a statement like that and go, okay, this guy is nuts. What do you think? 603-283-6160. What do you think about Zoomers and their mental illnesses? 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. But if you want to interact with some of the hosts of Free Talk Live in person, well, we're going to be at ForkFest, June the 28th through July the 4th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 28th through July the 4th. And there's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. Check out the unofficial website at ForkFest.Party where you can find links to the unofficial Telegram chat and some other stuff, even a forum. ForkFest.Party is that website. Well, let's go to the phones. We've got Bill calling from here in new hampshire bill you're on free talk live are you there bill is he muted going once he is not muted bill from new hampshire uh. yeah he seems to be gone oh okay call back man he wanted to talk about uh, a renewable energy plan or something to that effect I, I don't know exactly what unfortunate so anyway we're talking about the likelihood of liberals to be Mentally ill, according to, I think you said, the Pew Research Institute. Mm-hmm. And uh, we keep calling them Zoomers. Uh, I don't believe Zoomers are on this list. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking young millennials. What is it? A Zoomer is was born in the late 90s, early 2000s. So they'll be in their... Their, their early 20s or, or, or late under. teens? Teens, teenagers. Okay. Uh, that, would, that would be who the Zoomers are. Or t- people who are basically, hopefully, leaving the house throwing themselves out of the nest, if you will. But know if if, if your uh, Fox report is any uh, uh, indication, they're, they'll ne- not, not only, so they're not even leaving, they're just staying. At least this millennial that we were covering came back. She got out there, saw the world, realized everything costs too much. I'm going to go back and live with mom. This is so much easier. These Zoomers, on the other hand, I doubt they're even leaving on, in the first place. They're just staying. They're just getting. They're just getting daddy and mommy to to renovate the basement, uh, or you know, kick down a wall so they have a little more room to do whatever. I don't understand why anyone would want that. 
I, I prefer independence and freedom. Obviously, well, we, we are a different breed, Arya. Of course. Okay, fair point. This is a new. This is this is all. This is all very very new. We are. Uh, it's a brave new world. Of of, <laughs> of living with mommy and daddy for the rest of your life. <laughs> There's nothing brave about that. Yeah. It might be new, at least in the United States. But as you were pointing out, you know, this whole thing of moving out and establishing your own it's an Ameri- household. It's an American thing. I imagine other cultures do it as well, probably in Europe. I not some of the Mediterranean countries. I don't believe they are all okay. live. There's they, they got the whole not just mom, dad, and kids. They got cousins, aunts, and uncles. You know, all living under the same roof. It's it's not strange. This is this is best. This is an American thing for sure. And I don't know when it started. Uh, the re- the rebels of uh, you know the '60s and whatnot. The 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 flower kids and the the hippies and the dippies and the someone started it because it didn't always used to be like this. It sounds like millennials started it with fifty two percent of them returning home. And it might have something to do with the fact that it was so easy to buy your own home. Everything you know, lived on a live in the greatest country in the planet. At least it was. It's starting to suck now. You can't afford anything. But I mean, I think that that might have a lot to do with it. It was just really really easy. To, to move to a whole different state on your own and just and then put down roots uh, back in the day, not possible. It takes a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of effort to uh, to go start your own start your own thing. But it now does. but now it's now it's been turned on its head. Now it's harder to start a job. It's harder to buy a house or to build a house if you even knew how to or you can, or you can afford to. I think, uh, yeah, definitely Brave New World. It's on its way. Is there more on this article? The study also showed that young white females who identified as liberal or very liberal were signi- were by significant margins the most likely to report a mental health diagnosis at 56% compared to 28% of young moderate women and 27% of young conservative women. So half of, more than half somewhere between 25% and 50% of all women are mentally ill liberals. Yes, but twenty five percent for conservatives. It said, or twenty six percent. But it, we, but we all know that women yeah. are crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's essentially what I was getting at. I, I'm surprised it's not higher. I'm surprised. I'm surprised men are the one who commit more suicides than women's. According to this article, they have they're all messed up. Interesting stats on that. Uh, men are more likely to be successful at committing suicide Ooh, because that's a good point. Because men tend to go they, they, for guns they, they, and they carry they carry it through. Yes, while women tend to do stuff that's not going to be effective, like, like, cut their wrist or like something. cutting their wrist or something like that. Men go, oh no, and they reach for the gun. And So the stats are that they, they attempt suicide at about the same rates, but men are significantly better at better it. Better at it. <laughs> <laughs> A similar disparity, although less extreme, was also found among young white men, with 34% reporting mental health problems, compared with 22% of moderate white males and 16% of conservative white males. So, quote, I didn't write this thread to mock white liberals or their apparently disproportionate rates of mental illness. You shouldn't either, said Zach Goldberg, the doctoral candidate uh, who consolidated the study's information in a series of visuals and posted them to Twitter. Quote, rather, this is a question that's underexplored and which may shed light on attitudinal differences towards various social policies. In examining Goldberg's thread, Evie magazine Elizabeth Condra argued that, quote, building resilience 
This is what we were talking about earlier about the victimhood thing. Building resiliency against hardship is the best weapon against depression and anxiety. Yet progressive ideology forces its followers to wallow in feelings of helplessness and victimhood. Instead of empowering women and minorities with self-knowledge, strength of character, and resilience to hardship, progressivism encourages victims to stay in a place of fear and helplessness, end quote. The I sa- agree with that, with that statement entirely. The same girl, Condra, stressed that white individuals are usually at the forefront of these movements, whether or not they're the group being adversely affected, but observed that white guilt and savior narratives are pretty much as bad as any genuinely racist agenda because it robs the very group that they're trying to help of their own voice. End quote. So. It's hard yeah, to argue with that. I, I can't. Uh, but and, and, and you know what? This is and this is a this is a year old uh, survey. Okay. Is, is anyone surprised? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not surprised in the least, man. I mean, I, we all know that liberals are crazy. I, and he, and, well, I mean, most people are crazy. I mean, really, it's not just liberals when it comes down to it. Most conservatives some are crazy, pe- too. Yeah, but some, but they're better at hiding it. And our, and well, they're, they're, they're better at repressing it, I would say. When it comes but, to it's, it's the whole feelings versus logic argument as well. Um, you know, I I. I'm not a conservative. I do come from conservative roots. My, a lot of my family members on my father's side are conservatives. A lot of my mom's side of the family are liberals. And you could tell it's like night and day because mom's side, they all talk with their feelings. They're loony. They're all just, I feel this, I feel that, and I act on it. Whereas conservatives, are, they're a little more, they, they, they're more likely to, you know, they're more fact-driven. And and it's and it's so it's really crazy to me when the liberals are the ones that are like, you got to follow the science, brah. You got to follow the science. <laughs> what are you, a stupid Neanderthal ape man? You know, you don't that doesn't believe in the science. Put your tinfoil hat back on and flat earther. The thing about science and it's, and it's is like, it's true it's like, whether you believe in it or not. It, and if your science needs me to believe in it for it to be true, then it's not science. No, it's not. If 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 it's if there's any dogma involved, then it's a religion. Yes, and it, which and, incidentally and, and, is why I reject string theory. And if it never changes, if it's just if it's concrete, it's not science for sure because it's always changing. And that's oh, their the, and the of course, science is settled. The facts are in. And, that, and of course, that's their argument with Fauci. Of course, Fauci can change his tune every week because the science is never settled. But, but then, they always say the science is settled. Yes, they always do. It's the liberals who are saying that. And we're going to be underwater in a couple of years. The, the, oh, the end of the world is coming in nine years. Oh, what, Greta, th- Greta Thunberg told me. Didn't it happen in me. like 2007 or something? Is it that when Al Gore said we were all going to die? They've been saying the glaciers were going to drown us all for the, for the last hundred years. There are, go, Google it. There are articles oh, from I know, a dude. There are articles I from a hundred. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are articles from a hundred years ago talking about the glaciers melting and New York and Harbor are being underwater. Really? Hundred years. All right. When's it gonna happen? Well, people love feeling like man, bear, pig. Doom When's it gonna happen? <laughs> people love feeling like doom is upon us. I, I don't think. It and is. it drives you crazy. But stop, stop is, living in fear, liberals. It's making you crazy. If you're worried about the ice caps melting or any of that, my, my advice would be to learn to swim. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. This is Free Talk Live. 
Everyone has a different war. For some, in the UN peacekeeping mission to Grenya, the struggle is just to survive. For others, it's to remain sane. For the rebels of the freehold of Grenya, their war is for their very way of life. They'll do everything and anything to stop this invasion. And they mean to make the enemy suffer. Because physical wounds heal. Freehold. Defiance. A collection of hard-hitting tales gathered by series creator Michael Z. Williamson and BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, live on this Monday evening. The only show on national radio that allows you to call in and talk about pretty much anything you want as long as you keep it FCC friendly. 603-283-6160 is the number for that. It's made possible by people like Monmes, who is an amplifier. That means he contributes to the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Money donated there is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live to help us reach a larger audience on social media, to help us reach a larger audience on these video streaming platforms, and, of course, to get on more radio stations. So if you value the idea of liberty and allowing people to speak their mind freely, uncensored, you might consider supporting Free Talk Live. Mm. The AMP program is the best way to do that. Monmas is a gold-level amplifier, which means they choose to give $10 per month to the AMP program. But we don't, we don't ask that much. It's just 5 bucks per month to get in. And it does come with a number of cool little perks. But the main reason you should join it isn't for the perks. It's you know because you value the ideas of liberty and you want them to be heard. So thank you so much, Monmas. We hope you continue amplifying the show. Let's try this again. We've got Bill calling back. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us? Bill? This is very strange. Yeah, there is definitely an issue with the phone system. I mean, it's not coming in as saying anything at this point. That's really good. I'm glad I was out here today to break it. <laughs> One more time, Bill. Are you with us? It, he is definitely not with us. That's unfortunate. Maybe maybe it's his line. You know, I don't know. Let's try someone else. We've got Pat calling. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with us? Nope, that's so weird. Okay, so that's something I have to fix during the break, presuming I can figure out how to fix it. So we have no phones at the moment uh, because I'm swamped with things and I attempted to fix some things today and evidently in so doing I broke some other things so now I have to fix Mm-mm-mm-mm. other Aria, things. Aria, you're just, you're just you're killing us, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me, man. <laughs> I brought a, a, a brand new vocal processor just for the phone system because there's just been we- this weird buzzing in the phone calls. That is that it? Is it? Is it bit, have you installed it already? I, I installed it. I tested it. The buzzing was still there. So I knew it's not the 528E sitting behind me that is the issue. So I just put things back how they were. But evidently, they're not quite back how they were. Now, this is something I can fix really quickly and really easily if... You know what the problem is. Yes, but I don't because I put things back to exactly how they were. I mean, it's two cables. It's it's hard to screw up. But hey, that's that's my life lately. So anyway... We're talking about mental illnesses, and we alluded to this earlier, and I wanted to get into it. According to Fox News, Fauci comment on outdoor masks 
is a shift from his previous remarks, but he says he's waiting for the CDC data that backs it up. Now, comments Sunday from top White House coronavirus advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci indicated a possible shift in federal recommendations on mask outdoors, representing a departure from his past comments on when people should wear masks. Fauci said on ABC's This Week that it's, quote, common sense. There's a lower risk of spreading the virus outdoors and foreshadowed a potential change in the CDC and guidelines to that effect. He said the agency would make up its recommendations coming as a larger portion of the population gets vaccinated after ensuring it looks, quote, at the data and the data backs it up. I don't want to get I don't want to get ahead of them, but I think it's pretty common sense now that outdoor risk is really, really quite low, particularly. I mean, if you are a vaccinated person wearing a mask outdoors, I mean, obviously the risk is minuscule. You would think. Why is a vaccinated person wearing a mask? Because they're not allowed to not wear their masks, even if the even if vaccinated. This is this is the meme of the week. Everyone's asking, "I've been vaccinated. I feel invincible. I'm, you know, so full of myself. I'm a vax hole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna update my Facebook profile to, to show and me getting the jab. Isn't that amazing? And the next question is, "Can I take my mask off? Can I take my mask off?" And everyone's like, "Nope, you don't get to take your mask off." This coming from this guy. So they should have never put the mask on. I mean, no, no, they no, they should should not have. Especially considering that it's not really backed up by anything. Especially considering that this guy back in March of last year or of this last year? year said very clearly the masks don't do anything. They just make you feel good. That's that he's that's exactly what he's par- 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 paraphrasing. I recall him saying that. And, and uh, I recall them saying, Oh, well, masks aren't meant to protect you from getting COVID nineteen. They're meant to protect you from transmitting oh, yeah, it to others. It, it says it right there on the mask box. This does not prevent you from getting the disease. And then six Corona. months later, the exact opposite. Well, it wasn't the exact opposite. Oh, no, it does protect you, too. What the country is going to be hearing soon is updated guidelines from the CDC. The CDC is a science-based organization. CDC is a vaccine company. They, they do appear to be. Same thing with the World Health Organization. His comments come as CDC guidance continues to tell Americans to, quote, wear masks in public settings, at events and gatherings, and anywhere they will be around other people. It also says masks are, quote, not a substitute for social distancing. Masks should still be worn in addition to staying six feet apart. I thought I thought if you could stay six feet apart, the masks weren't relevant. Who knows? Who who knows? And and by the way, uh, all listeners, please go to this website. It's called themaskmap.com, and basically, you go to your town and update it. Go to you, If you know where the stores are that definitely require them, they're just straight Nazis in there, you re- review them and, uh, and put the mask icon on there. But if you know of any uh, uh, the organizations out there that don't require them or are lax, also update it so that I know where they're at, so I can go shop there. It's a very, very neat app, and uh, it's... Uh, uh, a couple of days ago, there were only a couple of uh, uh, organizations here in Keene that were re- 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 reviewed, but I can see them popping up basically every day. Someone is adding, you know, new reviews. It's, it's very neat. It's like it's like Yelp, yeah. But it's you know, it's but it also includes whether they require masks or not. So it's what's the night, website again? The mask. I'm sorry. The mask map. The mask map. dot com. 
Yeah. Sounds like a useful tool. Now, I was told that it looks like they're using Google Maps. Okay. So someone has mentioned that uh, this isn't going to last <laughs> uh, once they find out about it. But uh, I think they- I, I think I, I'm not sure because it's not their property or because they are not going to want this type of information out there because you can you can use it both ways. If you're a maskie, if you're a mask yeah. hole, this would be very nice for you know where not to shop. If you're like me and you're you don't like confrontation, you don't like bugging private store owners who really, really believe in this thing. I kind of want to know where I can go to to get away from that. So this is very convenient. I like it. I want Keen to lift its mandate, and I don't know why it hasn't. But I've seen a lot of criticism for because 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 the liberals are in charge of Keen. But this it has to go away eventually. You would think. It, it, uh, we were just talking about it. It was all about the vaccine. We could all go back to normal, right? After you get the vaccine, and enough people have, I think, have gotten it. Oh, certainly. By the and by I the mean, way, I'm not getting it. And by the way, speaking of news of the week, that's some news that you're probably not hearing a whole lot of. Is that uh, basically they are they they have too many they have too much vaccine they have too much supplies they have centers vaccines the jab in the arm centers are 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 vacant they're empty no one's going there everyone everyone who wanted this stupid thing has already gotten it so now you have another what two hundred million people in this country because I think I think I think about hundred million I think it's been about hundred million jabs uh, administered roughly a third of the population well and considering that. Under 18-year-olds aren't supposed to get it because keep in mind, guinea pigs out there, this has not been approved. The FDA has not approved this, these, any of these vaccines. Johnson & Johnson is back on the market, by the way, after the supposed blood clots and whatnot. I saw the, the seven blood clots. Yeah. 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 And, and how many, are, are, how many clot, blood clots per year from just um, the, the, the pill, uh, the birth control pill? Well, I don't intend to get the vaccine, but if I end up in a situation where it's like, hey, you have to get this or you literally can't, you know, do anything. Johnson and Johnson. That would be the one I went with. Yes. But they'd have to have a gun to my head. No, they, I'm not yes. messing around with your stupid mRNA <laughs> vaccine. You guinea pigs out there. You're going to you're going to be sick forever. This is Big Pharma loves this. And this is us getting ready for our third strike on YouTube. <laughs> we'll be back on the Free Talk Live YouTube channel in just a few more days. 603-283-6160. I'm going to fix the phones. The CDC wants you to know that masks may not be necessary when you are outside by yourself. <gasps> oh my God. That is so much good news. So much good news. I can go back to normal. I can live my life, be normal again, refresh air. Well, if that means being outside by yourself, then yes. There's- 603-283-6160. That's the call in line. I believe I fixed the phones, but I believed I'd fix them before the show even started. So who knows? I guess we'll find out. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Conan. And I don't really care what the CDC has to say about when I should and shouldn't wear a mask because it, it it's not even definitive. It just says masks may not be necessary when you are outside by yourself away from others. <laughs> I I swear to God, if I drive through a neighborhood and I see someone sitting out on their porch by themselves wearing a mask, 
I'm going to full on Simpsons Nelson point and laugh at them. I see it all the time. I give people I have I work with one girl and she's a she's not a double masker, but she's always masked up and she, she can't understand anything coming out of her mouth. So I'm always like <laughs> I'm always like what 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 can you can you repeat that? Even when I understood her completely, I'm just giving her such a hard time. Now, I'm not a fan of taking unscreened calls, but we do have a caller, and I need to know whether or not the phones work. And if they don't, I'd rather you know be able to address that in the next break. So let's do that. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, now, now you're muted. Go ahead. Ah, still nothing. Oh, it oh, man, this so is going to take me some time to figure it sucks out. so hard. We are, our whole claim to fame, Free Talk Live, has been broken. I mean, there's literally no reason they wouldn't be able to broadcast right now or they wouldn't be able to get on the air with us but for whatever reason they can't it sucks so that's something for me to figure out you know my choice though was to to deal with the annoying noise Mm -hmm. or to try to fix it i attempted to fix it and then i plugged everything back exactly how it was and now it's not working at all so your guess is as good as mine on why that would be the case but recent CDC guidelines also say that fully vaccinated people should continue to wear masks, maintain physical distance, and practice other prevention measures when visiting with unvaccinated people from multiple households. So what good is the vaccine if you still have exactly. to if you still have to worry about getting it? Fauci has for months been saying that being outdoors is safer than being indoors. He said in a discussion with the medical journal JAMA in August that outdoor is always better than indoor if you want to do any kind of a function. Yeah, well, not when you live in New Hampshire and it's 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. But Fauci also encouraged people last year to still wear masks outdoors. He told the Health Care Forum Advisory Board that on the rare occasion people come to his house, they are outdoors and socially distanced while wearing masks unless we are eating. I wonder if Fauci is one of these ones who pulls his mask down between bites. Well, he was at that baseball game that one time with his mask off. I think he was on his chin or something, and he got lambasted for that. As he should have, being the one, you know, basically responsible for mandating this crap across the United States. Along with all the governors who are constantly... Whitmore just uh, came back from vacation in Florida or something after she told everyone not to go anywhere during spring break. Governor Whitner, the tyrant from Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to Florida? Yep. Wow. I mean, talk about hypocrisy. And and it's not just her. It's a lot of these governors who are, you know, talking out of one side of their head and they're going doing exactly what they said not to do. Do as I say, not as I do. It's it's I mean, that that and the Fauci constantly changing his tune every week. I mean, you I mean, the only thing I can think is that people are. They're, they're just they can't hear either. Either it's the news that they watched aren't reporting on it, which is probable. Sure. Um, or they're are they retarded? No, seriously. Like they are <laughs> mentally. I mean, we're talking about the liberals being mentally mentally disabled, mentally sure. having these disorders. Mentally ill. Yeah. I I think there might be some kind of a screw loose where they just cannot. Uh, it, and it's a and it's kind of a Milgram uh, uh thing where they. Uh, where as long as it's coming from someone with a badge, someone who's wearing a lab coat, if it's an authority figure, they just believe everything they said. It's and 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 now you are the conspiracy theorists. I mean, t- it I'm, would be really easy to set up an office, buy a white lab coat, put some fake diplomas and graduate honors and stuff like that in the background, and just talk and convince people that you're an expert. And 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 no one would ever. 
Yeah, I mean, you would have some people be like, oh, this person is not an expert. But by and large, people would be sharing your content saying, oh, look, this person knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They're an expert. Except there have been plenty of doctors who have been removed from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter for saying exactly the opposite, getting people killed getting old grandma killed because of their with their misinformation which is horrible so no there are, so i guess it's a, it has to be a certain type of lab coat you have to be, be telling th- them something they want to hear we were talking about how everyone wants to be a victim mm-hmm. everyone wants to be afraid as well as covid-19 is clearly showing us a portion of the population a big big portion of the population they want to feel oppressed they want to feel like they're under attack they want to feel threatened i don't know why they want these things except for some sort of – but, I mean, why – what caused this victim complex to develop in the first place? Is it because they, they saw other people actually being victimized and they saw, you know, the sympathy, the rightful sympathy being heaped on those people? They're like, I want me some of that. I, I think it's what I said in the, in the first hour. It's all about trying to distance yourself, oneself, from being the oppressor. Mm. This, we, that has been shoved down our throats that uh, this this white guilt, the, the 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 white savior who's come in and who, and who has enslaved other peoples and in other countries and whatnot. Um, well, for, it I, that, that's, to this that's, day. that's that's all I heard in school. And so, if you're constantly told that that you're bad, then of course you're going to want to be something different. I mean, there are countless YouTube videos about this very phenomenon of people just. Walking through California and stopping the random white liberals and asking them what they think about voter ID laws and stuff like that. And they say, oh, well, it's racist. And they, the interviewer will ask, well, why do you, why do you say it's racist? And these, these people with this white savior, this guilt complex will stand there and say stuff like, well, the, the black people don't know how to find the DMV or, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's absolutely insane. Or when, or when you're talking of, about, uh, when you're talking about uh, uh, illegal aliens. Uh, you get the uh, you get the the, the comment that uh, well where where is uh, uh, give me a give me a nice Mexican girl name Helga not Helga <laughs> where, <laughs> Helga uh, how about Isabella Isabella where's Isabella's not going to have a job washing my toilets if she doesn't get to come in and get her uh, her her papers her I've never heard that one but I wouldn't be surprised to hear it these the rich the rich Californians that's how they think they they need it someone is. they need someone mowing their grass and cleaning their scrubbing their toilets and they think that the these illegal immigrants are are prime candidates because they're racists they are not only are you mentally ill liberals but you're also racists because that's all you think about that's all that's on your damn mind that's all you ever talk about and think about is is the difference between uh skin color. So I mean, I, well, the difference between skin color is skin color. Yeah, that's is that's that's exactly inconsequential. It. That's but, exactly, and 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 you, you would hope that more people would uh, uh, lean on Martin Luther King's dream that people well, stop being to say that, that people stop being judged for the color of their skin. Stop bringing it up. Let's just live. Let's just live and let live. What do you think? I'm going to try to fix these phones again during the break. Wish me luck. 603-283-6160. Let us know your thoughts on this overt racism happening in the United States. It's Free Talk Live. 
Carl Watner, longtime proponent of a voluntary society, died last December. You may have seen his articles published on his website, voluntarius.com, in his newsletter, The Voluntarist, The Mises Institute, or elsewhere over the last 40 years. His newest book, I Must Speak Out, Volume 2, The Best of the Voluntarist, is now available via Liberty Under Attack Publications. This 430-page second volume spans the years of 2000 through 2020 and includes articles by Carl Watner, Hans Hermann Hoppe, Carl Hess, Benjamin Tucker, George H. Smith, Lysander Spooner, Pete Ayer, Joyce Brand, and many others. I Must Speak Out is for the newly initiated, the veteran voluntarist, or anywhere in between. Buy the book now at libertyunderattack.com slash voluntarist. For more great content on building a voluntary society and for Carl's extensive archives, check out voluntarist.com. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. That's the call in line where you can call in and talk about anything you want, 603-283-6160. And it works. What well, works? we're going well, to find out in a second. But, I think uh, it works. It, if I'm an idiot, then it works. It's not necessarily if I'm an idiot. I, I would expect... I would expect what I did to have worked, and it seems to have not worked, so... I think it works now. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna is, find. Is we're gonna find I out in a say. second. We are gonna find out in a second because uh, we have a caller who actually wants to talk about Bitcoin, and as you may or may not know, that's a bit of a difficult minefield for me to navigate at the moment. To be seeing as I'm being charged in a federal indictment with stuff essentially related to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general. But I'm going to attempt to help the caller. Uh, we've got Susan calling from Arkansas. Susan, you are on Free Talk Live. Hi, good evening. So um, the issue is just a tiny bit of background. I had a restaurant, and in Arkansas, the landlord can come in when you're not there at any time for any reason and has access to your food. So I, I wow. left. Yeah, I don't I've blame got you. a portable restaurant now on my own property that I own outright, so nobody's ever going to do that to me again. So I'm very interested how somebody like me, food truck, would start out with Bitcoin. And just the, there's a couple issues. People say if you lose your password, you lose all your Bitcoin. I also know two people who had a setup when it started years ago, and they've lost track of it. And I guess it's lost. So maybe you could speak, speak to that if, if that is true. Uh, yes, that is possible. Uh, when you create a cryptocurrency wallet, there there are two types of wallets or two types of wallet addresses, basically. One is where you control it and one is where someone like Coinbase control it. There are pros and cons to both. Like with Coinbase, if they had been keeping their Bitcoin on Coinbase, then they could just submit a ticket, show their ID, do whatever, jump through Coinbase's hoops, and Coinbase would restore their access to their Bitcoin. But if you're holding it yourself on your own personal wallet, you're solely responsible for it. There's no one else who can who can help you recover it. That is true. Now, there are okay, ways. Is the to first one the one that you can't spend? I know you're talking a lot about one that you can't spend without jumping through hoops. Is that the first one you just talked about? Yes. Uh, with things like with exchanges, 
with Coinbase and all of these others, they they will likely release your cryptocurrency if you try to spend it or withdraw it. I mean, I never heard any horror stories of Coinbase telling people that they can't do it. But in theory, Coinbase could just tell you, no, we don't want we don't want you to let you withdraw your, you know, five bitcoins or whatever. So it's certainly possible. Just like a bank could be like, no, we don't want to allow you to make this debit card transaction, which I have seen before. So the role that Coinbase plays is very similar to the role that banks play in regard to checking accounts and debit cards. So they're somewhat phony. They're a bus- for the, they're, the they're purpose a, of the Bitcoin. They're a business and they're trying to make money. Yes, they, they are. Okay. They are. They exist in full violation of the principles of what Bitcoin is and was supposed to be. They are exploiting. Okay, so Bitcoin. if I want to go for Bitcoin, how do I start? I don't know anything about it except listening to you folks. Sure. What do I do? How do I start? Is there a good how-to video? I'm sure there's there's good websites out there. But... There are. Bitcoin.com would probably be the best source of information about that. But realistically, I mean, the easiest and simplest way to get started would be one of these companies like Coinbase or Kraken. They're fully government compliant, which means they will turn over all of your information to the IRS and any other government agency mm-hmm. that asks. But they are the easiest and simplest and fastest way to get Bitcoin. If Yeah, you just link your bank to them and you just you, you buy to your heart's content as far as, you know, filling your your wallets with, you know. So it, what it, would be it, the it, point? It, I'm it, confused. I thought that negates the whole point of what you folks have been teaching me. It does. I said that's the easiest and most expedient way. It's certainly not the best. Okay. So the only way to find out how I can trade in Bitcoin is to find out, for example, if the other place deals in Bitcoin. In other words, there's no master list. It would have to be on their card or on their door or on their Facebook page or something like that. Is that correct? About whether or not a company accepts cryptocurrency as payment? Yes. yes. Uh, there are some aggregates. I mean, there's a number of different competing companies that are trying to get people to accept cryptocurrency. One is BitPay and one is AnyPay. And both of these companies, I believe, I know BitPay does, have lists on their website of, or, or AnyPay does, not BitPay. I don't know if BitPay does or not. They have a list of companies and venues where you can use cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency describes all of the people that do that type of thing, but they're not interchangeable. There's, there's what, five different companies doing this, and they're, they're not, you can't use them interchangeable. They're, it's totally separate. Is that correct? Well, if you have your cryptocurrency on your own wallet, which is preferred because then it's 100% your money, your, your wallet app whether you're using Edge, which is what I would recommend because it does have a sort of recovery process if you lose everything. If you're using the Edge wallet, then it doesn't matter whether you're scanning a BitPay QR code or an AnyPay QR code. The wallet will take care of all of that for you. So from the from the point of view of a user who is trying to spend cryptocurrency, to you, they are all basically interchangeable. Okay, I think the, the video is a good place to start. So Bitcoin.com will have answers to my questions. They and should. there's a lot of people and, and who you're want to go into it, but they hear stories. If you lose your phone, you lose your money. Well, that's possible. You're always welcome to email me your questions at aria, A-R-I-A, at freetalklive.com as well. That's probably the best way to do it. 
it's it's certainly true or the best way to get your questions answered at least it's certainly true that if you lose your phone you can lose your cryptocurrency but there are also backup methods that don't require you to have access to your phone for example just about every wallet will have one of these 12 or 13 word seed phrases yeah. yeah and they're used to basically generate the the wallet now, some people write these down, some people print them out, some people put them in a safe. Who knows what people are doing with them? I prefer the simpler approach of memorizing it. Ooh. That way, it, I, there's nothing for anyone else to ever find. And so that's a lot. My Koinami seed phrase is like 25 phrases. Ooh. I don't, that's a rough one. That's a, that's a long It's rough. Yeah. Well, some of them aren't that difficult. Uh, and, you know, that's that to me is ideal because that information... I can always forget it if I have to. Mm-hmm. And I can, al- and in theory, can always remember it if I have to. But there's no sheet of paper for anyone to find or none of that. Just keep it locked in your head. That way you don't have to worry about losing your phone or whatever. So there, it's certainly true. But I mean, it's also true if you put, you know, cash in a safe that you could permanently lose access to that if you forget the safe password or if someone steals your safe. Or if you you somehow misplace your safe the way you could a phone. So it's true with all forms of money that you could lose access to it. You couldn't use your debit card if you forgot your PIN number. You know, all of these things are recoverable. The difference with cryptocurrency is that you have to understand how to recover it yourself. Because you can't just walk into a bank and say, hey, I forgot my debit card PIN and I need to replace it. You can't walk into the Edge company's headquarters and say, hey... I forgot my Edge login, and I need to replace it. So there are advantages, but there are also ways to mitigate those advantages. So getting back to the story about Fauci, I would get as much outdoors as you possibly can. If you look at the super spreader events that have occurred, I think it's incorrect to call people super spreaders. The event is super spread. They're almost always inside. Nothing's 100%, but it's almost invariable that it's indoors. So when you are indoors, make sure you have a mask. When you're outdoors... Keep the mask on. Forever. Fauci also told Raimondo he wears a mask when in a car with others, even if the windows are open. I see people driving in cars by themselves with their masks on, man. Here's the one that gets me, and I've seen it more than once. Motorcyclist. No helmet. (laughs) No eyewear. No goggles. Mask on. And I have seen this more than once. I don't want to just laugh at the person. I want to throw a rock at them. Phones are fixed for anyone wanting to call in, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283. 283-6160. That's the call in line. You can call in to talk about whatever you want. With you tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. And I don't have a sense of taste at the moment or a sense of smell due to COVID-19. You could, in fact, say that I'm tasteless. However, <laughs> nothing is as tasteless as this article that you have found, Conan, where someone was... Touching up, colorizing some photographs for Vice.com. It is just bizarre that this this photo artist who who specializes in uh, restoration decided to put Photoshop smiles on tortured, 
prisoners of war right before their execution. So he took photographs of POWs that were taken right right before their executions. Mm-hmm. He colorized them. Which was nice right? of him. Yes. But also... And he added smiles. Lots of smiles. To their faces. Especially on the women. And as you said... He did a good job with this. It's not readily very appeared. convincing. I would, I, I couldn't tell a difference. I haven't looked at any of these pictures yet, but I, I have to. You have to see the before and after to realize it, the guy's a pro. The guy's a good. But why did this guy? Why did Vice have this guy put smiles on prisoners of war? What was their game? Vice had him do this, well, or he did this without Vice being aware of it. Good question. Vice definitely uh, defended him. But they also took the article down a couple of weeks ago. So We're going to talk more about this, but before we do, let's go to the phones. We've got Pat calling from Michigan. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of wisdom from history. Three quotes, one from Churchill, one from uh, Reagan, and one from Eisenhower. Eisenhower's in the middle, so I'll give him, I'll give him to you in order. Okay, go Churchill ahead. said... Church, you got me? Yep, you're good. All right. I just heard a blip. The, the big giant head is listening, I think. Uh, the, yeah, um, we're, we're, we're definitely bugged. The feds are bugged us, and yeah, they're, they're listening I'm in a, to make dude, sure that I'll we're good, you, good boys I, I and girls. I felt I was in a fishbowl when I was listening earlier. Hmm. I could hear garble, garble, garble. But uh, what anyway. Did, what did Churchill I say? How, or not, I, I, are we clear? Yep, yep. Tell us what Churchill said. Uh, yeah, Churchill's. He said, uh, it, "When you're young, if you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart, and if you're not a conservative, when you are old, you don't have a brain." Yep, I've heard that one, and it makes. I thought sense. it was Mark Twain yeah. who said that. Yeah, and uh, Ronnie, no, not Eisenhower, on his way out of office, who incidentally was our last commanding general that was a president, said, "Beware of the giant military complex." Yep. Those were his departing words. Yeah, if people and out there have never listened that, to his, my mind, if people out there have never listened to my mind, was uh, the hold deep on. state. Yeah, hold on for a second, Pat. If people have not watched Eisenhower's farewell address, I would highly recommend it because he pretty much says, you know, uh, we didn't really mean to do this, but we did create this giant military-industrial complex that is trying now to maintain war and the status quo to keep itself in power indefinitely. I mean, uh, currently, seven hundred billion a year. And he was the president who put this military-industrial complex in place. Yeah. So he's not a, not a great guy, but at least he pointed it out on his way out. But yes. yeah, seven hundred billion a year, and that's just the money that we know about because every because they're not doing any audits. Tr- we're probably talking trillions every year of money of black money that just gets guzzled down. Did you guys just hang up on me. No, I no. put you on hold because you weren't letting me say the point that I was trying to make. But you're back. All now. right, get get all right. What did Reagan say? Uh, Reagan, well, his his introduction speech was uh, the nine words that are the scariest nine words I've ever heard. We're here to I'm help here you. I'm here from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the government is not very good at helping anyone but themselves. They're very good at they're help- they're, they're very good at creating problems. That they spend the rest of their careers, I'm talking about you politicians out there, try to fix. Pat, it, thank you so much for the call tonight. The Eisenhower one in particular, I mean, the government's good at creating military-industrial complexes, evidently. It's good at creating war, and it's good at creating death, 
as far as I'm aware, there is nothing else in human history that governments have ever been good at beyond killing people. Killing people. That's what they specialize in. I mean, that's what they do. That's what they are. They're the, it is the most murderous organization on the planet. Since day one. The very earliest governments, when two people got together, two cavemen got together, and they decided they didn't. They wanted Ralph's spear because it was sharper than his, than, than uh, Bojo's. Bojo wanted Ralph's spear. So two of them got together, and it killed Ralph. Yep. And first, then first, first government. And that's how it's all, and it's just expanded from there. Then it became so overtly religious with divine right to kinghood and stuff like that. People think all of that went away, but it didn't. No. There's still this mythology being woven that, you know, the rulers, they're just cut by a, from a finer cloth. You look at Biden and Kamala Harris and your senators with some sort of respect and awe, forgetting entirely that these are just ordinary people, just like you and me, with the exception being they were willing to sit in the right back rooms in order to secure their power, and they were willing to actually have power over others mm-hmm. keeping and keeping their their uh their serfs in constant fear yes. that uh, that the that the other the other tribe the other plantation is out to get you out to kill you china russia they're gonna blow you up unless we protect you i mean when in reality the, this whole thing the total war is a very new phenomenon the, the, this was frowned upon Prior to the 20th century, when you went to a war, it was one government putting its army against another government's army. This whole thing of killing civilians and ransacking the country, it happened in the Middle Ages and the Medieval Ages, Mm -hmm. but it was frowned upon. This was a whole chivalry thing. Knights weren't supposed to do this sort of thing. They weren't supposed to allow the foot soldiers to do that sort of thing. It happened, but it was frowned upon. But now we no longer have that. Ever since World War II, it's just a given that if you want to defeat your enemy, it's okay to just bomb a Doctors Without Borders hospital, which the United States government did, or to just firebomb Tokyo into oblivion, which the United States government did, or drop two freaking nuclear weapons. And all of this came about largely—it got normalized. Let me put it that way. It was normalized by World War II. And now you've got got teenagers in, in bunkers in the desert— who are flying drones, and they're hitting yep. tar- and they're hitting targets, and they don't know what they all that, sorts that, of that, collateral that, damage. That guy didn't know it was a hospital. I can I can tell you that he just saw a target, and he says, "You need this is your job today to hit this target," and that's what he he just following orders. Milgram Milgram was an experiment all over again, and it's not just the hospital. The United States government bombed a wedding. They bombed someone's wedding Kill- in Afghanistan to kill one guy, and they ended up killing seventeen total people. Collateral. Collateral damage. Isn't that the name of the video that Chelsea Manning and Julian Assange released? Isn't it called Collateral Damage, where the U.S. military got in helicopters and just opened fire on random people that they happened to see? And then waited for them to get up and... One of whom was a journalist, I think. Yep, yep. Absolutely despicable. Very, very disgusting uh, video, and the fact that the uh, the Assange is uh, enchanting... Manning are still... Manning's out of jail, right? Or is she back in jail again? I don't know. The last I heard, she was back in jail again, but I don't know if she still is. But the fact that they have been demonized for over a decade because of because of uh, letting the people see that type of uh, atrocity, and that's exactly what it is. 
That's your that's oh, your it government. Was, it that's, was a full on war crime. That, that's your military. Oh yeah, and the, and the whole idea that uh, our uh, our government would never uh, do anything like that to 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 its citizens ever, not like back in the day. That's that's all changed now. Now it's a it's a much tamer, nicer beast. Except for the fact that the United States government is currently detaining many American citizens indefinitely without trial. It gave itself the authority to do this. It gave itself the authority to kill but I thought, American citizens. I thought Obama trial. was going to close Guantanamo Bay. Well, he's, I thought he was, too. So but he certainly didn't. He didn't. And people are like, well, it was probably a lot harder than he anticipated to close that- Guantanamo Bay. Dude, he was the most powerful person on the planet for eight years. If he wanted to close Gitmo... He could have. I think we should get him another peace, a Nobel Peace Prize. Yep. The first one clearly did a lot of good, didn't no, it? No, did. it did. It was awesome. He was the one who authorized the drone strike on the Doctors Without Borders Hospital. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama. That's your government. Nobel, dropped, that's, more that's, Nobel, dropped more bombs than any other Nobel Peace Prize winner in history. And of course, you might be saying, well, he didn't drop any bombs. He ordered other people to drop bombs. That's worse. That's not an argument about being, him being better. He's ordering other people to do it because he was a coward and wouldn't go do it himself. Mm-hmm. It's his fight, his war, not mine. 603-283-6160. You can call in and talk about whatever you want. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Final hour here of Free Talk Live. You can still get on the air with us, 603-283-6160. That's the call line. You can talk about whatever you want, 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan. You know, I had mentioned I was going to be releasing a song on May the 1st called Apostasy. I've since pushed that back because I've had a better idea. I'm going to wait until October the 26th to release an EP that is going to contain six songs. There you go. For anyone curious about all of those numbers and the significance of them, go to thecrypto6.com. There's a reason that I'm doing six songs, and the reason for the October the 26th is because the trial date has been pushed back to October the 26th. It's tentative. Uh no one seriously expects it to go to trial, then it's going to get pushed back for another six months at least. Probably mm, 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 mm. probably April's 2022. Ian is still in jail. His hearing is coming up May the 3rd. Hopefully he gets released because otherwise he, they're going to hold him for a year mm, 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 in jail, treating him like a criminal without a trial. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Head to thecrypto6.com if you want to help because it's... It's monumental, and 
All help is appreciated. TheCrypto6.com. Moving on to other things, though. We're talking about this this photo editor guy. I, I don't know what the job is actually called, but he touches up photos professionally. He's a restoration artist. Okay, thanks. Restoration photo artist. Vice tasked him with colorizing some photos, it would seem, of POWs getting ready to be executed. And he did that. And, and, and a little bit more. Let's get into the article. Matt Lowry, the Irish artist behind My Colorful Past. That's his website. It's actually pretty nice, pretty smooth. My Colorful Past is facing heated criticism since the publication and the ultimate retraction of an article for Vice that featured his edited photos of prisoners from Tuol Sleng Prison in Cambodia. Located in Cambodia, this prison was used as a security prison. It was called Security Prison 21, S21, between 1976 and 1979 uh, under the Kumar uh, Rouge uh, uh, routine, the regiment. Now, being an American, I'm not overly familiar with anything outside of the United States. Cambodia border is Vietnam, right? Or is it Korea? No, it's Vietnam. It's down there in the bottom. That's all I know right off the top of my head. But anyways, during Vietnam... They had their own issues. They had a civil war that broke out. Right. And this, uh, the Kumar uh, Rouge were the, were the people in power at the time. Um, it is estimated that some 18,000 people were tortured and killed in the prison during that period. The site is now home to the Tool Slang Genocide Museum, which displays the photos that were taken of the prisoners upon their intake. Lowry, the artist, is accused of editing the historic photographs of prisoners to include smiling expressions for the Vice article. According to the New York Times, Lowry said in a now-retracted Vice article that his editing of the historic photos was meant to humanize the tragedy. Reuters, by, by making them... Oh, hold up. Okay. Pictures of Cambodians about to be executed who had been tortured, he decided the best way to humanize them was to put smiles on their faces. I, I, this dude is nuts. Well, if you go to his site, this guy, this is what he specializes in. Putting I think smiles on. I think he, yeah, war I criminals think, and well, not a war criminal. People he, being re- subjected restoring to war old photographs, colorizing them, and and smartening them up, humanizing <laughs> them, as as he as he says. I I don't think that's humanizing them at all. I <sighs> I think it's dehumanizing them by taking away, detracting from the actual suffering and well, horrors. Cambodia, that they the the government, and the people, the families. That's exactly the conclusion that they came to. They're like, I don't know how you can come to any other conclusion. Reuters notes that the Vice article did not include the original photographs of the prisoners, just the manipulated ones. On April 10, the day after the Vice article was published, Belgium-based photojournalist John Vink called Lowry out on Twitter for his edits on the historic photos. Basically, so this Vink guy actually posted some before and after photos. Okay, this is promising. Vink's tweet was more uh, was liked more than 15,000 times in less than five days. Amongst the many replies, one person linked to the, I hope I'm not butchering this too bad, the tool Tool Slang Genocide Museum's archives, where the original photographs can be viewed. And actually, there's a a link there, too. I need to probably go there. On April 11, Cambodia's Minister of Cultural and Fine Arts issued a statement and said that Lowry's work seriously affects the dignity of the victims. 
the reality of Cambodia's history and is in violation of the rights of the museum of these people's at the museum as as the lawful owners and custodians of these photographs. Noting that it well, has, has not been in prior communication with Lowry, the MCFA urged Vice and Lowry to remove these images from their media. The ministry said it would uh, consider legal action if needed. And, of course, that's that's intellectual property nonsense. You, you can't own the rights to a photograph. You can own the rights to a photograph that is physically in your possession, that is your photograph. But if someone copies it, you don't have the right to their copy because it's their copy. Mm-hmm. They can do what they want with it. And that's and I so yeah, I don't think this would this would he's gonna in the court of public opinion, he's gonna he's losing. Oh oh for sure. But I don't think they can I don't think they can throw anything at this guy. You know, I, and where did he get the photos? I think he got them from them. He went there, got them, uh, yeah, you know just right click sc- scanned them in. Um the same day the MCFA issued a statement, uh Vice issued this statement on Friday, April 9th, Vice Asia published an interview with Matt Lowry an artist working to restore and colorize images from Security Prison 21 in Cambodia. And humanize the victims. Uh, which was used by the Khmer Rouge regime from 1975 until 1979. All right, quote. The article included photographs of Khmer Rouge victims that Lowry manipulated beyond colorization. The story did not meet the editorial standards of Vice and has been removed. We regret the error and will investigate how this failure of the editorial process occurred, according to Vice. So presumably they hired this guy to colorize these photos and he sent them back. And at no point in looking at these did, did anyone ask, why are all of these torture victims smiling? Why do they seem so happy to be led to their deaths? Now, this is from the IrishCentral.com. Now, RT, I think RT broke this story, I believe. And they did cover... Uh, some of that argument, and I think it was either the Vice guy, the one of the heads at Vice, or even Lowry was uh, convinced that no, no, there were actual people who were actually smiling, and then they and then they they summed it up to it was mostly women, and it's because they were nervous, and so they were nervously smiling in these photos. And then someone else noted that's think, from ultra liberal Vice too, yeah, right? Yeah, and then they that were they're smiling because they're women. Who, ner- nervous women. Nervous women. Yeah. They, they were nervous of their captors, and so they... Oh, 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 and because their captors were male, it was it was suggested that the women were trying to be more friendly, or maybe the, the male captors were being more friendly with the women, and therefore they were more likely to smile. Oh, I'm sure their, their torture was plenty friendly. But there has been, uh, there has been backlash uh, from that uh, as well. Well, thank goodness. People who actually have visited this museum and looked at the pictures and they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't know. I haven't seen a single photograph in this whole museum of anybody smiling. Except possibly prison guards. Except possibly prison guards. They probably had their maybe, maybe male captors. Maybe they were, you know, getting a little on the side. Uh, I, I would be shocked if they weren't. I mean, even the Nazis were occasionally, and they, you know, viewed Jews as subhuman. That, that's what I can, I'm likening this in my mind to, you know, the greatest holocaust in human history which was the holocaust in world war ii mm-hmm. and i can't imagine being an editor of a magazine or a online website or whatever being submitted pictures of the holocaust victims smiling and not immediately having to question it it's it, my big question is why just what was going through this guy's head is there or is there something else going on it was someone else maybe maybe a big a big country with a big military and a, and, a, and, a, and a lot of control over the, around the globe 
wanted this guy to humanize these victims. What do you think about China? This? 603-283-6160. Take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 is the call in line for that. Or you can chat with us on our video streams, all of which we are monitoring for chat at the moment, including the YouTube, the, the Facebook, DLive, Twitch. They all go to one slick little window that makes it super easy to respond to particular chats or to send out a message to all of them. Love technology. The main one that you should check out would be dlive.freetalklive.com. That's where most of the chatters are going to be. That's, you know, tends to be where our numbers are highest. dlive.freetalklive.com. I bring this up because someone has pointed out that we are wrong. Uh, Stalin and Mao did far worse than Hitler. Get the facts right. He he is correct. Um, Co- correct. That uh, We usually uh, add that as a caveat because that is something that you don't hurt you don't read it you don't find out in, in high school yes. you don't because mal and uh he's, he's actually glorified you as, have you have we, you have people out who are who are flipping cars over as we speak right now who glorified stalin or or at least marx and at, it's and it's sad that uh it's coming and and it, they have learned it in their in their schools i mean the holocaust was bad it was horrific it was a tragedy it should never been allowed to happen the american government knew that it was happening and you know just sort of ignored it but the the russian government under stalin murdered 25 million people and i have no idea how many mal killed well a lot of them well, a lot of them were killed but a lot of them did starve to death yeah because also that true. they ran that country right into the ground so, I mean, it, there are a lot of genocides and holocausts throughout world history, and I suspect we haven't seen the last one. Nope, the we best haven't. way to prevent these holocausts and genocides is to stop Fun, having a fu- state. Stop funding it? Yes. Well, definitely stop funding it. Stop hiring this Irish dude to um, colorize and, and <laughs> humanize uh, POWs? One should definitely stop hiring this Irish dude who's putting smiles on POWs who are being let off to be executed. But yes, stop using their money. Stop paying for the U.S. government and other governments throughout the world to drop bombs, to kill people, to organize these holocausts. There's one happening right now in China mm-hmm. of the Uyghur Muslim population, more than 3 million people being tortured, euthanized, sterilized, har- organs harvested, tortured. Happening right now. Right now. This is why I no longer use Wish.com because I realized when we were discussing this one day that I have no way of knowing that the crap I was buying off of Wish wasn't being made by slaves being tortured. Actual slaves. Yes. 2021 liberals out there. There's your Disney. The liberals out there who love Wish because it's so cheap. They if love you just their, wait they for love shipping. their Disney. Love What's their, wrong with Disney? Disney? Disney's in bed with China. Uh, I did. I don't money, I don't money, money, money. That's the that's yeah. their biggest. They get more. We only have three hundred million people in this stupid country. Then you got China, with that's a population a, of almost a billion. Yeah, yeah. That's where the money is. I, I'm not surprised. 
So, so these things are happening. And I don't know what to do about the Chinese government and its Holocaust of the Uyghur Muslims. I, I, I don't have any suggestions to give to people. But the number one thing you could do is stop buying crap made in China. I don't know what effect that would really have, even if everyone in America stopped doing it. But at the very least, it's something that you, a person right now, can do to at least not fund the slavery and torture. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dave calling from Washington. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, y'all. I'm just calling about misinformation in general and misleading data that gets uh, sent and put out by people who either, A, just don't even understand that they're putting misleading data out, or B, are doing it on purpose in a propaganda-ish type of way for whatever their cause is. I credit a high school teacher of mine with getting me on the uh, alert of always uh, taking everything with a grain of salt when we talked about, like, you would say three out of four dentists agree that one particular toothpaste is great. And the idea that, well, that would make you think 75% of all dentists agree with that. But really, there could have been 100 dentists you know, surveyed, and only three of them liked it. And they picked those three with one other person and said three out of four. Yep. So, uh, I mean, the, the data that I get into, some of the things that come to mind is this whole COVID thing just will not go away. I mean, I was, I remember back May or June of last year, I, was, I wrote, I, I felt like I was in the twilight zone because. They kept taking this virus as if it was a plague and not just the, the basic virus with a death rate that is quite low, honestly, overall. And they keep reporting cases, cases, cases. Every TV channel you turned on or news station, quote-unquote news, would have in the corner, you know, daily cases and deaths and make it sound like the, you know, the, the sky was falling. And they would not, you know, clarify that when they reported cases, those were confirmed cases did not take into account all of the people who were not able to get tested, you know, especially early on, and that when you account for that, the death rate drops significantly. Uh, and then you got this newest thing where they're talking about India, and everybody's raising hay about, oh, my God, the virus is coming back, and it's going to kill everybody because they had the highest daily count, you know, set a record. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys, if you compare them to the United States, they literally have four times the amount of people we do. Yeah, so and, they, and they also said, as you said, they they're cases in india yeah they're not talking about exactly. the deaths they're talking about the cases exactly and and they're talking about the cases uh they won't give you the death rate which has been very consistent no matter where you go around the world it basically just revolves around your age and your comorbidities period correct uh, and oh, oh, oh and and vitamin d deficiency there you go yes that too, that too. they found a correlation uh, so, that with the, many of the deaths had vitamin d deficiencies oh oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh and one more and one more and they're obese. And what's the best way yeah. of getting vitamin D? Go outside in your garden and start gardening. Or just no, hang out outside. outside. You have to stay in your houses. That's that, exactly. And why is that uh, the, uh, uh, the Fauci's uh, word of the day? Stay inside in a dusty house. Well, Fauci's word of the day is actually you should stay outside as much as possible. Remember? I mean, well, we were just talking about every it. Day. Sure. With a mask on. But today he sent you... Well, he said you probably don't need a mask if you're outside by yourself. It's 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 I, it's straight I, I black. It is say, like you said. You said Twilight Zone. I say Black Mirror is the yeah, the, yeah. the it, it's crazy. Before well, before what? this before this year, I had, I had always uh, questioned the Milgram experiment, where basically, which basically states uh, eight out of ten people uh, would shoot yeah. you, shoot you dead if someone with a badge. Or with a with a lab coat told you to, 
And I've always I've always been suspicious of that. I always thought it was kind of a cop out after World War II. I to, remember to, we to, talked to, about to, your criticisms of that here on the show. To basically sympathize with the Nazis and why they were just following orders. And yeah. I've always been I, I just couldn't buy it. Not this, not this year. I'm I am totally convinced that eight out of ten people would shoot you dead yep. if someone of authority, an authority figure told them to do it. I, I, I just the human the human race has has let me down so terribly this year. I am so upset with my fellow human beings this year. It, I, I, I am I am sad. Type of person who would, but there's also there are also people out there who wouldn't. Uh, yeah, two, been, yeah, two, two yes. out of ten. I, I realize we're the rare ones, but it, it's fascinating watching this play out at my other job, where you have these two totally different ways of handling the mask mandates. You have. One particular group of people who will yell and scream at children for violating the, you know, the stupid little barriers. And then you have this other group that are like, did you just really just yell at a child? There are plenty of people out there. Once you give them some authority, they will abuse it at every interval. Then you have other people who are like, I don't want I don't want this authority. I don't I don't care what this person in the lobby does. It's not my problem. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Conan, a cat person. And 603-283-6160 is our call line. We were actually discussing during the break uh, some of the, just the observations that we've made about various things. Because when I refer to these two groups of people at my job, it's basically night and day. and L- Literally. Literally. Night shift handles it in one way, and day shift does things like yell at children and for for, for walking outside of the, the 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 red line on the ground, or for sitting on something that says "Do not sit," mm. or you know, an old man comes in there. He's like eighty five years old. They'll make him wait outside for his food. And night shift, we don't have time for that nonsense. So 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 the, so the tyrants work in the day. Work in the day. The chill, the chill, cool folks work at night. Yes, but but is it because they're chill or because they just don't got time? Idle hands. There ain't no idle hands. We got we got pizzas to throw. I mean, that's that. There is downtime. I mean, and we still don't spend it dealing with that sort of. So nonsense. so have you have so, you figured this out? I said I'm a cat person. I think there's a definite difference, difference between dog dog people, cat, cat person. But I'm also a night person. I am also a night person. So, so like this is four in the afternoon for me. I'm going to go home and spend at least five hours doing stuff. Hmm. I mean, because the only thing I can think of is that the kids, most of the kids and the the work at night, right? Because they're and at people, school during and, the day, and people who pro- yeah, and they probably do drugs, probably. Um, and then you got the long haulers who work in the day. The guy who's been in the job for thirty years, he's the one working in the morning. The guy, the the Walmart door greeter. He's been in the, he's been in the business for he's probably been there for forty years. He probably could have retired ten years ago, but he just loves greeting the people at. Of course, we don't have an old we have an old we have a nasty obese person who works at our Walmart I, that I haven't <laughs> that I haven't even been in in since uh, June June of last year. I've been in Walmart once in the last year. I, by the way, I just found out they have a curbside pickup if you want to put up with them and buy some some chinese uh product and have it come come right out to your your vehicle i don't want to buy anything that's going to help fund the chinese genocide of the Uyghur muslims yeah I, it's very it's very interesting that crazy people seem to work in the day 
and they're going to yell at you for stepping outside the line, even even yell at kids. Where at night shift, on the other hand, they, if they do say anything to you, it's strictly because their job requires it, and all they're want, looking for you to do is, is make a problem go away. Yeah. Give me the money, take your pizza, get out. Yes. Th- this is what I've always tried pointing out to people just in general, especially in regard to the trans issue, you know. <laughs> They want to go into this gas station and ask the employee or whatever if it's okay for them to use the women's restroom. And I've been pointing out to them for years, don't do that. This is someone who's just trying to do their job. They're not trying to end up on YouTube. They're not trying to have a headache. They're just trying to do their job so they can go home. So what is the answer? Just go use the bathroom? Just go use the bathroom. Yeah. They're just trying to do their job. They're not going to st- stop out and go, hey, no, you can't use that restroom. But they might do that. If they're a day shift gas station employee, <laughs> you know, I've worked, I've worked, I worked at Walmart for a couple yeah. of years. I don't think I've ever, well, I didn't, but having said that I worked in the back room and third shift was two of those years. So I didn't have to deal with a lot of customers, but I don't think I've ever been asked by anybody if it's okay to use the fucking bathroom. <laughs> well, they ask if it, is it okay for me to use the women's restroom? That's what I know. Just, like I just, just, just go. Well, yeah. but that's, but that's. I mean, that's the way if I it's view a, it as If it's well. a single stall, it's like... Aren't they all? Well, no, I mean a, a single bathroom in a, in a okay. room, a, in a cupboard, a, a water closet or whatever they call this stupid thing. Uh, we have a... There's a restaurant across the river in Vermont. They don't have a men's and, uh, men and women bathrooms. It's just they have four doors. And, that's, and they're all single stalls. That's the sensible way to approach this. People are like, oh, well, we can't have co-ed bathrooms. They work just fine in your house. Everywhere, your your business. Your house has co-ed bathrooms. Yeah, your, the business you probably work at, everyone's using the same bathroom. Yep. So it's it's a, I, it's, I a, sure. it's a silly argument. It, and, it absolutely is. And, it, and some people, the same people who probably yell at the kids about yep. stepping outside the line, probably get off on oh, this they, on they this whole on the whole do. argument of this of of being in charge of being able to tell people what they can and can't do. I mean, you got to remember a lot of these people who are working these day shift positions who react in this way, they've never had any power over anyone. And it's the ultimate aphrodisiac. Suddenly they can tell other people what they can and can't do. And not only is their employer okay with them telling their customers what they can and can't do, their employer actively requires it and encourages it. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. I was also in the military. You might know. Yeah. I saw many uh, young soldiers you know uh, 18 19 year old soldiers who would get rank they'd become specialist e4 or even or even sergeant and it was it was like night and day it's like you knew him as a you know a nice pleasant person and the next day it's just like a just a power monger it's just you need to respect my authority and it's like what the hell happened to you man it's like night and day it's just like it's just like that it's just and it's just getting that it's 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 taking orders from a guy with a badge, yep. the Milgram experiment, except except it's a it's a nineteen year old getting a badge of authority, and all of a sudden it's like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start yelling at people, I'm gonna start bossing people around, and it's I've seen it too many times. It is amazing how different people react to having authority. I mean, so the other the other one the one that we did talk about this through is the Stanford prison experiment i thought that was the milgram experiment no no this is where they this is where they went into the uh the uh, jail i think was a professor who uh, orchestrated this and he made prisoners and guards 
And he says the three days later, I think because they had to shut the whole thing down because supposedly the the the, the guards were torturing these prisoners. Yeah, his girlfriend came to observe the experiment and had him and you know convinced him to shut it down because he hadn't noticed just how horrific. Yeah. It really was. I think that was... So tell me more about the Milgram experiment. The Milgram experiment was right after World War II. It was... I think they were sympathizing with the Nazis, trying to understand why... Who... What what human would uh, commit these atrocities and just say, I was just following orders. And so what happened is they had had a room, uh, they had a plant, and they had a test subject, and they had a man of authority with a a badge and a lab coat on, and he had the the test subject administer shocks to someone in the other room who was a plant and slowly at when he would answer wrong questions he would have the person shocked he would tell the subject shock your opponent until it became excruciating the guys in the other room screaming and 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 they and they're constantly every time he would answer a question wrong he would they would ramp up the voltage all the way to death. And these people would continue to shock the plant until I think I think they were I think they, while the man was screaming in the other room and it's and it's and only 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 uh, t- uh, 10% of the uh, the subjects refused to administer the killing blow, the killing shock. Only 10%. I think I think I think it was 10 I think it was like 2 out of like I think it was like two out of 50 people, subjects. I remember this story now that, I mean, I remember this experiment now that you mention it. Um, I, I don't remember any of the specifics, but I remember, you know, the general details of what you've described. Well, I, 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 I think it's a neat experiment. I think it's a neat, uh, neat as in understanding human nature, neat. And I don't believe, and I, and I didn't believe it until this year. Now, it's certainly now I a flaw it. in human nature that uh, so many people can just blindly obey an authority figure because that authority figure says to obey. But it, it it helped the Nazis a lot that they were propagandized for decades. Oh yeah, I as well as as well as the communists, China, yes. China and Russia, into and, and as, as, as well as our soldiers and our uh, citizenry. Yeah, you can't get a a soldier who views someone as a human being to undergo a mass execution. Look However, at, look, at, look at pictures of uh, the the Japanese, the the, the Chiners. From our own propaganda machine, and you'll see, and 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 uh, black Americans, and yep. you can say, and you just, and you don't have to question whether that's racist. Now it's racist, straight up. The important thing is to never allow anyone to be dehumanized, because once you strip them of their dehuman, once you strip them of their humanity, people don't, lo- people no longer have any sort of moral connection to keep them from committing you, atrocities. You know what we need to do, and, we- and people are out there doing this. With those who refuse to wear masks, they are stripping them exactly of their humanity. We need to hire that Irish guy to put smiles on everybody. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. It's free talk live. Final segment. Here on Free Talk Live, Conan looked it up, and it's actually not quite that bad as, what did you say initially, I said, 90%? I said uh, t- uh, 8 out of 10 people would kill you. It's not that bad. It's only 65% of the participants actually administered the killing blow. So 26 participants out of 40 administer the 450-volt killing shock 
to a person in the other room because they were told to do it from a person with a badge. This is this is why we have to learn to question authority. Yep. Always, always, always question, always, and and, and and you know what? I've been doing it my whole life, and I know it pisses people, it pisses my bosses off no end. But you know what? <laughs> if you know that something is wrong, it's your job as a human being to question it. Yep. Absolutely. And if you don't, if you don't, it's like the soldier you were talking about in the break, the soldier who would shoot you if his commanding officer told you told him to do so. Because why? Because their argument is you can't you can't be questioning your commanding officer during a firefight because you're going to get because you, you're going to get killed. You got to kill the other guy first. And you know what? People don't like confrontation. People don't like rocking the boat. I know. No, I don't. know this as a, as a questioning of a questioner <laughs> of authority. My whole life, I have been in situations. I have I have been not fired, but I have left many positions over the years. Because I had a boss or uh, someone above me who just could not tolerate me questioning things. And usually it's because I like to understand how things work. Sure. And I'm a firm believer that there is always a better mousetrap. There is always a better way to do something. And if you, the day that you stop looking for better ways to do things, it's over. It's over. There's always, there is always a better way to do something. And so I'm always questioning, all right, how do we, how do, we do this better? And some people who've been around... And, and, and have always set in their ways and have always done it this way or that way. They don't like boat rockers like me. <laughs> well, we've got, which is why, I, which is why I like to work by myself, by the way. I, I'm with you on that yeah. a thousand percent. We've got David calling David. You're on free talk live. But uh, more of higher percentage of them would administer a fatal, whatever gunshot. Uh, if you tell them, if you don't kill him, we're going to kill you, which is usually how it's done. Like, for instance, uh, Khmer Rouge, they use child killers. And if the child killers didn't kill, the child killers were killed. And the same goes for the lost boys in Sudan, yep. the 10-year-olds with, with AK-47s. We're going to kill, we're gonna kill you. We're going to kill your for, parents. Yep. Same thing goes. Yeah. Well, for that matter, same thing goes for the cartels in Me- Mexico and Central America, South America. Same thing goes for Boko Haram in Africa. Same thing goes for Al-Qaeda and for ISIS. You can find images of uh, uh, full adult men in uniform be on their knees, about to be shot in the back of the head by uh, each one has their own shooter, 20 different to, to be executed, and 20 different children standing behind them with a pistol to shoot them in the back of the head so that they learn how to kill and are not afraid of killing in the future when they're ordered to do killing, and and oh by the way, um, since the uh, it's uh, obvious that the FBI has and and others have not only always been listening but are for sure listening now. Um, it's always been my policy to speak directly to anybody who's listening. So hello FBI and anyone else who's listening, and uh, they, they are who for I sure am. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm my name is David Brent Olson, and I have a file at the FBI because I've called you many times. And uh, so you can, you, if you haven't already opened the file, FBI, please do so now. David Brent, you can add. You can add to it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Add, you can add to it. Um, and the, on the the devil's advocate on the Milgram and the Stanford experiments, I did read one article somewhere that claimed that 
There was other uh, uh, exculpatory evidence in those that did show compassion, more compassion in those experiments that is not as widely reported as the negative aspects of those experiments. So anybody interested might want to look that up. And um, well, whether there the, was there were some people who expressing compassion or not, um, unless the Milgram experiment, you know, as it's been reported, is incorrect. Even if they felt bad about it, sixty-five percent of people still would have killed. Uh, this is—he's talking about Stanford. Okay. I, I, I believe the guy—I I, I believe the guy who administered the Stanford prison experiment was out to sell books. I think that he—I am—I am still suspicious of that experiment. I think it was ramped right. up, ramped that, up a little bit. That's what I'm saying is that there, there, that it might be—you might want to dig a little deeper because there might be more to it. Uh, that sh- that shows more of a good side, uh, not just the bad side that might have been used to to sell whatever. And the people that uh, uh, made made the bombs that you referred to earlier uh, get a Nobel Peace Prize for dropping bombs. My 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 cousin Ernest Orlando Lawrence didn't drop them, but he made those nuclear bombs and did receive a Nobel Prize not in peace but in physics. Um, so I want to throw that in there. Um, the retouching of those photographs. Uh, there's two sides of that. So you you asked and you've asked uh, the question. So did the guy retouch the photographs in order to change history to make China? Con- David, thank you so much for the. Oh, call he was good. he was he was actually lean, he was leaning towards my argument. Uh, is, I, is China behind this? I know that he was, but he was all over the place, touching on every topic that we've discussed throughout the show in oh. the span of like three minutes. And I prefer to pick a point and address that point. He was not doing my belief in humanity any favors by listing out all of the horrific ways in which human beings can act. Mm. Like he mentioned Boko Haram and all of these others that essentially, yes, and the child soldiers, they have, they have guns put to their head and they say, shoot this person or we will shoot you. Yeah, if you can't convince, if you can't convince your soldiers that you need to kill the enemy or the enemy will kill you, the next step is uh, we'll kill you or we'll kill your family or... What not? And that's, you know, or that's effective. Yes. yes. It, it is destined to be effective. I mean, look at our military after 9-11. All you had to say, you know, never forget, you yep. need to go kill some brownies over in over in the sand. And people were lining up to get on that to, to recruit. You had, you had uh, uh, Hollywood stars who were trying to recruit after 9-11. That's all you had to say. All you had to do was create an enemy, which is what the government not only is it really good at killing people. It created an, an it, invisible enemy. It created exactly a permanent enemy. You can't kill an idea. You can't kill terrorism. No, any it, more it, than it, you it, can kill and, a virus. And that, exactly, and that is the uh, the the strategy behind the invisible enemy, which we're now d- uh, doing combat with this invisible uh, uh, virus that will never ever go because there's always going to be a variant. There's always going to be a mutation forever and ever and ever and ever, and yeah. you got to get a booster. All you guys have got the two shots, Pfizer, Moderna. Hey, guess what? It's not going to last. You're going to have to get a booster. And you can't stop wearing your mask. And you can't stop social distancing. There's Guinea another pigs. similarity between 9-11 and COVID-19, and that was that the news ticker that someone mentioned at the bottom that's always saying, you know, there were this many deaths and this many cases reported today. That came about. Right after September 11th, because news stories, news stations, which I remember were just 24-7 news mm-hmm. everywhere. There was oh, no yeah. other oh, programming. Yeah. 
including and, including re, the report on uh, World Trade Center Seven that was uh, supposedly fell, but uh, it was standing right behind the uh, the BBC reporter. Uh, yeah, the epic yeah, epic that, epic fail. That ticker came about because they're like, oh, there's too much happening all too quickly. We need a better way to get this information out to people as it's happening. Thus, the ticker was born, and it became a part permanent part of our lives to just give us constant anxiety about what isn't happening, what isn't isn't happening around us. I got to be honest with people. 99% of what you see on that news sticker is irrelevant. And according to that CNN guy who was caught on tape just last week, he admitted it. He's like, they want the ticker. They want to see the deaths. We were getting calls in the studio, and they're like, no, 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 no. Ramp those numbers up. Put those numbers back on the screen. Yep, the because people, people the want people the love it. They tune in to their favorite news website in the morning, first thing, drinking their coffee, to look, at the, to, to look up the deaths. Because they, because they're sick. They that's why. Know. That's why this radio station here in in uh, Vermont has that has that fancy jingle. It's sickening. Your COVID nineteen update. It, How it, the hell? <laughs> and people love that. They, that. That's when the endorphins start kicking in. They're like, "Oh my god, we're gonna get my fix. I'm gonna get my COVID fix. I want to. I want to hear how many people dead. Vicariously, I live while the whole world dies. That's how these people are. It's, it's essentially rubbernecking, isn't it? They want to watch everyone else die. They want to see how bad it is. It's the same people who they, they immediately go to the obituaries in the newspaper. Yeah. I know. I knew that guy. I worked with that guy. He didn't read anything in the newspaper. He didn't follow politics. He didn't read the funnies. He went straight to the damn obituaries every night, and that's all he would touch. He loved it. He fed off of it. He was a, he was a damn vampire. You're all vampires, and I'm losing my voice, and I don't know why. I, I wish I could argue with you, man, but I don't think you're wrong. Thanks for listening. Head on over to freetalklive.com to find links to all the stuff we're doing there. That's where you'll find links to the chat, to the videos. Back same time tomorrow, it's Free Talk Live. Welcome to another exciting adventure of Jonathan Gullible. As you may recall, we last left Jonathan Gullible on a remote Pacific island after his boat was blown far off course by a terrific storm. Eager to learn about the inhabitants of this island... Jonathan wandered the beach of this island until he came to an enormous green statue of a woman holding a torch high above her head. Seeing a man nearby, he asked, Sir, what is the meaning of this grand monument? This is called the Statue of Liberty. It is about freedom, that we are to be free of the encroachment of newcomers from around the world. There are a lot of people coming to your island? Yes, indeed. We are a wealthy nation. We came to be wealthy by the sweat of all who came before us. But now we must keep all the poor and hungry newcomers of the world away from us. Why? Are those newcomers more lazy than the ones who came before? Not at all. If given a choice, our enterprises would hire the newcomers before hiring our own folk. The newcomers are very eager to work and to work hard, too hard. You mean you don't like the things that they produce? We love what they produce. We invite them to send us all the things that they make so long as they stay far away. Are you afraid that the newcomers will take away your wealth? Heavens no. Our own Council of Lords does that. We're always taxing our own citizens to send food to those people around the world. We build houses and roads for them, and more than half of our military budget is spent for their defense. We arm their generals, and we even are prepared to send our young people to go and fight their causes. So you will buy from those people in other lands— you will even feed them, defend them, and even send your young to die for them. But you will not welcome them? Yes, it is much better that they stay where they are. If newcomers came here, like the newcomers of old, that would only lead to a great deal of change. There is only one thing we allow to change, and that is the meaning and purpose of our monuments. 
Build freedom with laughter. Join the community. Access free media clips and more. Or get your free PDF copy of the book. Go to jonathangullible.com now. jonathangullible.com After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. Um...